And just like that, another episode of The One in Five has begun. It always starts with good music. And that's the kind of quality you can expect from us here at The One in Five Podcast. We are about health and we are about rural. We are for community. And we are here today with Jenny McPherson. And by we, I'm going to say myself, Adam Renshaw, and my co-host, Abel Baker. And, and we are here with Jenny McPherson, whom you guys probably haven't heard from in a while. Let's just take, go around the room here and put the in front of our names and watch what happens. Okay. The Jenny McPherson. Okay. The Adam Renshaw. <clears throat> the Abel Baker. Do you guys notice? Yep. Yours <laughs> actually sounds like a job title. <laughs> That's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Why can't I have, yeah, or a blog or uh, like my are, name is a sentence. We're trying to hire an <laughs> able baker, not an <laughs> unable baker. Um, can you please send in your applications? Oh, by the way, if your name is able baker, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you get asked if you make the donuts? Um, no, he's gonna start. But it, it comes now. up in our house all the time because my daughters love to bake, and there's a brewery now called Abel Baker Brewery. Oh, really? And it's A B L E, you know, B A K E R, and it's it's just weird because I'll be on, you know, uh, what do you call it, Instagram, and it keeps sending me stuff because they think like it has to do with me. <laughs> nice. So, anyways. Um, so what, what are we here for today, Abel? Do you want us to... Yeah, I kind of wanted to... So if if you are listening, um, then thank you for listening. And if you are wondering what today's topic is about, I kind of want to explain. It's a little different. Um, I I think something cool happened in in our little group here um, a while back. How many how many weeks ago was it, guys, That where we had that... Uh, teams meeting and we we talked about going virtual with with uh, it was probably what four it was weeks? probably about four weeks ago I think so we're sitting in a meeting and um, about four weeks ago Ooh, that's longer yeah yeah so it was probably longer we realized that um, you two were were really involved heavily with others in doing the sugar rush and so we. we I think what happened in that meeting was really special for anybody that's listening right now. If you are on a team or a committee, whether it's in rural, uh, small town school board, whether it's in anywhere, I think that what happened at that meeting and what's going on even presently with what we call the sugar rush is encouraging and, um, it just shows the nature of being really flexible and how a team can think in real time. Um, so to our listeners, I really wanted to do, I kind of wanted to do this weird thing where I, I kind of invite Adam and Jenny to talk about the sugar rush in the context of how it came about that we went virtual. The sugar rush is a race 5K, one mile walk, one mile run um, that we started three years ago. In Hardin. 
In Harden. Four yes. people generally here, even though people from outside came right at him. Yeah, we have we have people from Billings that come down this year. We've had more um, participation just strictly because it's been a virtual race. And for those of you who don't know what that is, a virtual race is basically a race that you can uh, sign up for. You can help the cause but you don't necessarily have to run it with a group so you can participate from wherever you're at in the world. And um, we have... You don't even have to go outside. You can run on your you can Exactly. Yeah, you can just run it wherever. Um, in fact, I ran it yesterday with my family and we didn't run the certified route for it. We just did our own 3.1 mile route me and Jen and Asher and Livy rode her bike. Oh. So But Judy didn't go? Yeah, Judy. <laughs> I know. When we got there, I was like, well, who forgot Judy? <laughs> um no, but it was Those and, of you might have seen Judy uh, in our Judy's his youngest class. child. She's one of the dogs of Shazura. Oh dang it. We were I was really hoping that people would be like, oh, what? They, left the, they left the baby at home. <laughs> well, she can't run. <laughs> So vir- the, vir- the, the cool thing about the virtual piece is, is that you can literally do it from anywhere. And, and we were at any time, at any time we were able to experience that. And if you're averse to, to large crowds. Yeah. But people don't understand something here. It hasn't been virtual. That's the whole point. Right. Is, so great, great distinction. Able. This is really um, cool. What's this going started on. out as an actual in-person event, and it was for two years. Um, but uh, as the big C word happened this mm-hmm. year, we realized really quickly that w- we were going to have to adjust. And the cool thing, and they were canceling a lot of the races. A lot of the spring. races, right? Yes, which we which we saw. And actually, so not only a lot of races for the spring, but now a lot of some of the summer races are being um, canceled as well and not moved over to virtual. And so, Abel, I'm really glad that you brought up this uh, this conversation that we had and this, uh, this chat that we had with our group, with our team, to be able to discuss that. So one of the ways... We do this all within a team. Um, I guess if we want to talk about how it got started, who it got started, uh, Jessica Musetter and I just uh, decided, hey, we should we should do a 5K. We should do a race. And we should do it for a cause. We should do it as a fundraiser. Um, and so that's how it got started. But the way we do everything is within the team structure. Um, and so there's a lot of input from everyone um, about mm-hmm. most of the stuff. That and how many and did we have the first year? You identified that the cause would be diabetes because of its Correct. Because it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's something in that here in our community yes. locally, see what I'm really trying to get at is we had this context and our community, we needed to raise awareness and I'm and see I'm kind of I'm this I, I provide music at Sugar Rush so mm-hmm. I'm on kind of on the outside watching you guys do this and um, all of a sudden we get these shelter in place laws that that come into rules or ordinances and I watched in this meeting something interesting happen because it was all in real time so we were getting how many people coming to the Sugar Rush what at the time yeah last oh year? last yeah, year the last year couple before years, 150 because I want to I want to really create a uh, 
before and and after here. So that's a lot of people in our town. It's a lot of people, and we, I mean, we don't. It's, you don't just run. We have other things happening. Yes, it's it's an it's an event with the community. So when COVID nineteen came in, just a face slap. Every time I say COVID, face slap. That button's going to get pushed. Okay, the so purple one. Yes, every time um, when as soon as that came up, there was like a pit in our uh, just like. This is, I mean, this is a, a big event that you guys care for so much and you love it. And it's like, immediately we're like, we can't do it. And all of a sudden, um, this discussion of, well, what, what if we did it virtually? Now I'm watching that happen and I'm thinking of problems that could arise, but something was said like, I don't think we should let this virus, COVID, face slap. Um, affect us and cause us to just just cut it out. We ought to all of a sudden in the group, you guys reoriented around this idea of coming together and and trying something new and being really flexible and then embracing what well, we weren't we this weren't, new direction. We weren't ready to let go of this connection to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were brainstorming, how can we still keep that? How can we still connect without being able to get 150 people together? Which is the question that anybody that's listening right now who's experiencing COVID-19, face slap, um, anybody that's experiencing that and they're listening, let's say they're not putting on a sugar rush event, but they're on a group and this ominous problem keeps coming up. The question that you just mentioned, what was the question again? The connection to our community. There you go. And asking the right question at the right time changed and created this whole new outcome. Rather than embracing the problem, you just adapted. So tell me about this event. What was hard about that? The cool thing was is that this whole, (laughs) starting it from the first place is, you know, we, we didn't start it because any of us had experience in doing this. We weren't like, hey, um, hey, I've put on 13 races before in 16 different communities or whatever. I don't know, you know. And uh, It was, the, the goal from the start was um, to, to be able to engage with our communities. And so having something like this come up while it was like, whoa, and we've never been through a pandemic before, type of a, of a thing, um, being able to adjust on the fly wasn't really that hard of a decision to make because I think a lot of what we're doing is, and you're hearing this term all the time right now, but you know, sort of building the airplane as you fly it. And that's, that's what we've been doing with the Sugar Rush. And the goal really has been, hey, let's try to put on an event. Let's try and interact with our communities. Let's try and offer a healthy option, uh, an option for people to be able to come out and engage in a healthy activity. Um, but we, we've had to take our data and our mistakes and our successes, and we've had to be consistently analyzing these things. So this was just another iteration. But well, wh- what caused you to be able to do it so quickly? Because I, I know many people are mired and we've all experienced that we're mired in 
the problem? I mean, you start by analyzing, you identify the problem. The problem is we can't have a face-to-face event. Um, and for us then, we just automatically start brainstorming how can we do it if we can't be face-to-face? What is the next step? What are the options? For, and, us, for this race, it was virtual. And I brought up some objections in the meeting um, and you guys rolled with them. I mean, you just came right up and you go, yeah, but we, you know, we don't want to, uh, we we don't want to let this beat us down. And I thought that that, if, if there's any race that you're a part of and they just want to keep on running, that's a, the planning <laughs> team. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, it's difficult too. I mean, it wasn't, it's not like this is easy work. Mm-hmm. So I think it speaks to the, to the missional heart of the people that are involved in, in the group and wanting to see the work go forward um, in yeah. spite of difficult circumstances. And I think it also just speaks to the, it's really a servant's heart um, of, of where, where this is coming from. It's wanting to serve the people of our community. Um, well, because we talked about that in the meeting, didn't we? In that meeting, we've had so many <laughs> since then, but we talked about um, this being a positive uh, from a negative right. and how yeah. can we... So one of the things to look forward to one of the things I'm hearing from you guys is if, if, if you're a, a team in an organization in a rural place, um, don't forget why you're doing something because things can get so lost in meetings that you can almost be meeting for the meeting and maybe forget (laughs) why, but with the sugar rush, you know, questions about, well, diabetes is still an issue whether you're, uh, you know, at home sheltering or, you know, in the community, but something came out of it because what are people going to think? I remember that coming up who have invested in this. Are, are they still going to want to invest in this? What did you find? You're talking about supporters, sponsors. sponsors. What did you find about that? What happened? I mean, our sponsors are severely down this year but i think that's more a reflection of of our work and in actually trying to obtain sponsorship rather than people's interest in sponsoring the event we've had a broad community support um from from all kinds of organizations Mm -hmm. in our community for this event and and not to mention we you know sugar rush is just one of the the races that we actually do within our communities. We do a, a diabetes beatdown up in Chinook, which also has broad community support. And we do a one voice fun run, which is geared around suicide prevention. Um, which in Mile City. In Mile City, yes, which also has um, broad community support as well. So um, I think it just, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just easier in smaller communities to be able to to obtain that kind of uh, uh, support from from people that we live and work around. I don't know. I mean, I've that's never, what I was wondering. I've now. never tried to put on a race in a bigger community. So I think maybe if if you're a, if somebody's a team or on a team or leading a team, maintaining a really a really great connection with your community or with the group that you're trying to serve, or it seems to be what I experienced when I watched you guys wrestle with these questions because it it wasn't about the race as much as it was about the people 
and the cause and the community. And it seems like you're able to be more flexible as an observer here. You're able to flex a little more if you're not focusing on rules or expectations or, well, we've always done it this way. And um, I'm, I'm noticing that. And I think that that's what makes the, the sugar rush like this little microcosm, this little neat example of when we face or encounter trouble that you don't have to just like just yeah. be sad. So well, what do you think about this? Uh, Abel, I just want to say to your yeah. point there, like we've seen that in a number of different arenas, right? It's not just the sugar rush that has caused people to ask questions. Hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this now moving forward? I mean, you and I are both a part of churches and we've had to answer those same questions within our, the, the context of the church and, and providing uh, a care to pastoral care to, to people within our congregations, uh, teaching a message on Sundays, uh, providing a worship service for people, right? We've had to wrestle with those same questions. And, and so I think this, I mean, I, I don't want to minimize the work of the team from the sugar rush, but I think it's just testament to the fact that, that um, you, you bring in an adverse circumstance and you're going to see that kind of response. I think the that's that's right. I think though, there's a there's something that goes on in the group where, um, in a group think, whether it's church, whether it's whether it's um, your whether the fire department, wherever it is, where the leader can be the lid. And so we have leadership in our teams, but for some reason, it wasn't like everybody waiting to be told what to do. And I could imagine in that scenario, we don't think as fast if we're waiting to be told what to do. And people might respond with, well, I don't like that idea. Or instead there was like this, we could do this and everybody has a voice. Everybody's, all the options are being weighed. Um, I think we fostered that. And I, I, I really think that and Sugar Rush is still going on all week, right? Yes, it is. So we it's, still have yet to figure out, um, you know, who's going to be involved in this and, and how, if, if, if somebody does get involved with it, I hope that they know that this is what they're getting involved in. It's not just a race. It is literally a team just trying to say, how can we support this cause and let's not give up. And we're really trying to build community with it too. That's the whole point of the virtual piece mm-hmm. of it. Since we can't build community within our community, we want to build a broader community. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and so we have, we actually have people from Missoula. We have people from Colstrip. People from Denver. Denver. <laughs> exactly. I tried to get my family to sign up in Washington, but racing's just not. Well, and you don't, I mean, you don't have to race. Nola and I walked the 5K route, the original route, on Saturday. Which, by the way, goes by our, our brand new building. Right, by the huh. brand new building. I saw all your <laughs> pictures there. But, you know, on social media, creating the community there, and mm-hmm. we created a hashtag, uh, BVHC Sugar Rush. And so um, I, we got people up in Billings who are, are doing the, the BVHC Sugar And it's cool to, to go and, and just push the hashtag and see all the, the posts from so. those who have ran. We got, we're at 22 minutes. What Maybe we could finish with that, Adam. What hashtags would you put on Sugar Rush for our listeners who are in 
um, maybe healthcare or they're in an organization or they're in event planning, what hashtags would you put on your sugar rush experience this year for them to, to learn from that's that you've learned from this hashtag. Don't be afraid to innovate. Okay. That's awesome. Hashtag embrace change. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Although we did embrace change with this, um, hashtag build your community hashtag build what you want. You know, I mean, if you want to see something happen, move forward, uh, build your team. I mean, luckily emphasis on positivity. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think that's cool because what are people seeing on Facebook right now? Um, the big C word all the time people arguing, people disagreeing, and then you see little pictures of families running together in your own town to help fight diabetes. That's super positive, right? That, that, that's what's needed on Facebook right now exactly. <laughs> yeah. or any social media. So, And if we can, and I can, if we can just end by just telling a quick story. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I, want, I really want to shout out my son. Um, so last October... Him and I went and we ran in Miles City the Hoofing It for Hunger race. And I don't want to minimize our accomplishments, but like I took it was a I took first in my age group, which I've never done before. And Asher took second in his age group, and that was 18 and under. So his was a lot broader of a of an age group. Um and oh there was a guy in Asher was so excited. He said, I took second. And the guy said, well, how hard did you train? And he said, oh, I didn't train at all. And the guy said, well, imagine what you could do if you trained. And so Jen and I really made it a point to, to say, hey, did you pick up on what that guy was saying? Like, like if you put just a little bit of work into your craft or whatever it is that you're trying to do, the, the results could be even better than, you know, what you expected. Um, and so this year, Asher did train. And, and so I got to say this too. When we were at the end of that, that 5K last year, I, we got rounded a corner and you can see the finish line. And I was like, dude, let's put it on. If you got anything left in the tank, you put it on right now. And I started, I booked it. I had much left. And I started booking it. And he was like, dad, stop, dad, stop. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And so I backed off and, you know, we finished together. So this year we're running and he trains this year, right? He's been doing this training plan with Hal or I don't, I don't, I don't know what it all is. I've never even looked at the app. And so, uh, we went out yesterday and Jen was like, Let's, let's try to set this pace. And so she sets this, this pace is about an eight and a half minute pace. And usually I'm like, a, like a, I'll start at nine and a half and then I'll move to nine and then I'll move to eight and a half and I'll just get progressively quicker. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to go with this. All the while I'm thinking in my mind, I, don't, I usually don't have a hard time turning it on at the end. So... I'm just, I'll just stay behind him a little bit if I'm struggling and I'll just catch him at the end. And I totally had that in my mind for Asher. And we rounded, we had, we had about a half a mile left and Asher was booking it, man. And I was like, 
I was like, okay, all right, just hang in there, bro. Just hang in there and then put it on. And I, I, it was like, the kid was not looking behind himself. And every time I started to put it on, he would put it on. Wow. <laughs> More. And I was trying to catch my 10 year old son wow. and beat him at the end. <laughs> and I could not do it this year. Dude, that's so cool. And so Asher, 10 year old Asher beat me by about 10 seconds, 12 seconds. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he, I mean, he, his last mile he said was under eight minutes. So in my last mile was about 8.15, I think, or 8.13 or 12. So it was really cool. And, and I, it's just testament to Asher for putting in the work. And I know that's off topic of what we were. Actually, sort of- it's not. I, I really think that if you're, if we're not planning an event for a lot bigger picture, like family, community, experience, positive, um, we're limiting it. And so what were you actually planning? Were you planning a race or were you planning an experience? And you got to experience that. And if you're in a team, if you're in a small town and you're struggling on with vision on some board, I think, I think the thing that I'm hearing from you guys is don't limit yourselves. No. Um, I'm only sorry that picture. we couldn't be at the finish line cheering him on. You That's know? a hard That's part, the only sadness that comes from the virtual races you can't be at the finish line to watch everybody cross that's right but that's what social media gives us we can see the picture i wonder if we have an applause no not that one no i used to have an applause button so so sorry guys i can't i can't share that with you but um (laughs) this was awesome and i think um if if anybody's interested in the sugar rush. How? What would they need to do is, since it's got a week? What? How would they sign up? Bit.ly forward slash forward slash sugar rush twenty twenty. Capitalize the S and the R. Capital S U G A R. Capital R U S H two zero two zero dot. Calm. Okay, right? that's that a it? lot. Nobody that's probably lot. just wrote that you down. So can they just Google it? Page? Okay. Yeah. On the BBHC Facebook page, there's an event. Every post has the link, the Bitly okay. link, and there's an event okay. for it. So you can find it a couple ways. So awesome! Hey, everybody. Next week, um, we've got some special stuff coming up. We're going to be able to talk um, a little bit about um, uh, telehealth. Um, what that looks like. I'm hoping we're trying to line that up, uh, the future of, of healthcare in regards to that. So we're going to have uh, maybe Rebecca. Um, we'll see. I, I really hope we can get her lined up. And um, I'm also trying to look for uh, connecting with a friend and talking about how to interpret um, the times, how to, how to interpret um, and, and read information today with so many competing sources. So um, this has been really awesome and we will see you soon on the one in five. And if anyone wants to email us with questions or comments, it's the number one, I N number five podcast at iCloud.com. Nice. That's the one in five podcast at iCloud.com. Thank you. Everyone for tuning in, and thank you, Jenny McPherson, for coming in and chatting with us about the Sugar Rush. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, 
you guys have a rural, healthy day. Mm-hmm.